Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading. Your Tech Life is the name of the show. EFTM.com.au, the website. And my name, Trevor Long. It's a pleasure to have your company. No matter where you're listening, how you're listening, or why you're listening. <laughs> it is always great to hear from you. Uh, I love getting emails from listeners um, any time of the day and night. Uh, you can also call the the phone number 1-800-157-157 any time, day or night. It'll give you a message. You leave your number, you leave your details, you leave your question, your problem, and I will call you back. That's the whole point. And uh, I'm here to help. If you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology, something in the world of technology confuses you or troubles you, let's talk about it. We've got a few things to talk about tonight with a few callers on the line waiting to chat. Plus, we're going to talk about cruising. Cruising the high seas with Princess Cruises. No, it's not an advertorial at all. It's, it's about technology. And, uh, and a question about just how we interact with, with our family, our friends, our loved ones when we're holidaying. And then we're going to talk Facebook. Lots of big news coming from Facebook this week, including a look back on 2013 and some really exciting and interesting uh, stats about just who and how many people are using Facebook in this great land of ours, Australia. It's all thanks to the good people at Garmin, garmin.com.au for more information on them. And I've got a great product to talk to you about from Logitech as well tonight. So, or today or this afternoon, whatever it is. It's night time when I record this, just in case the secret wasn't obvious. Um, the Your Tech Life studio is, is coming to life. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm probably, I think, two weeks away from absolute um, finished state. There's still cables and whatnot lying around the place. But the air condition is in, so I can be um, comfortable for the next um, few weeks or months. My gosh, it gets hot down here in the studio. So the air conditioner's in. And I, I'll, you know what? I'll give them a plug. Actron Air. It's this split system. It's bloody quiet, too. It has a quiet mode. So you can't even hear that it's on. So great stuff. Anyway, Your Tech Life is the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. All right, welcome to some sort of weird dance club. No, it's actually Your Tech Life. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, Your Tech Life is the name of the show, eftm.com.au, the website. Let's uh, get in touch anytime you like. Anything about technology, any question, comment, or problem. Let's go back to the phones. Go, Brett. Hey, Trev. How's it going, mate? Good, mate. Bit bit put off by that funky sting there, but I'll get over it. <laughs> What's uh, happening? Um, yeah, so I tweeted you about this um, Crazy Johns thing. Ah, yes. Yeah. Someone in your family was getting phone calls about Crazy Johns. What was happening? Yeah, um, my dad actually called me the Savo. He's a, he's a bit peeved about it, to be honest. And it's like he's in his 70s, and, yeah. and um, my mum and dad have got... Um, they went with Crazy Johns and got a, you know, two for two phones on the one plan yep. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that ex- he said expires like in March or something next year. And, right. you know, we, we knew about that they got... Bought out, I think it was, was it, by Vodafone? Yep, Vodafone and, bought the brand you know, and the customer base, yep. Yep, so so that's all good. So he gets a phone call from someone, supposedly from Crazy John's today, mm. 
he has got the guy's name and number, uh-huh. um, and he, he basically was trying to pressure him into um, getting on a new plan and trying to sell him a, a Galaxy Ace, right. which I think is actually what they might have. Yeah, they've right, so they've already got, got one. Here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, and he's sort of trying to say to him, well, you know, look, I, you know, there won't be any fees for, for getting out of your plan early and, you know, I can put you on this Vodafone plan and blah, 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 and because you're on a crazy John's Vodafone at the moment and if you don't do this, you have to do it today and if you don't, it's going to be cancelled, you're going to lose your numbers hmm. and all this sort of crap. Yeah, right. So he kind of scared him into thinking about getting his act together. Is that what you felt like was happening? Yeah, pretty much. Mm. And, um, you know, like... My dad might be old, but he's not stupid. <laughs> and um, so he he was getting a bit, you know, peeved off with him as well. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so, you know, he sort of rung me and said, look, you know, this is going to happen. And I said, no, nah, look, you know, they're not going um, to take your number. And I said, I'm pretty sure it's all been taken over by Vodafone. So, oh. um well, you're right. You know. So so what happened was uh, Vodafone bought the brand, Crazy John's and the customer base. They ran it for a while. Um, you know, they've had all their dramas and they're, they're trying to rationalize the business. Um, yeah. And I know this because I've, I've met with and, and spoken to the CEO a couple of times and he's talked about the fact that they're getting rid of all these extra brands. You know, three, they, they, they merged with three. And even though, you know, three is mm. basically a joint venture now with Vodafone, they got rid of that brand because it's, well, I mean, it's just stupid having all those brands, isn't it? You know? Yeah. So yep. essentially, yes. Crazy John's has gone. Um, prepaid customers haven't been able to do anything on Crazy John's now for a couple of months, so prepaid customers have yep. already had to purge over. But I hadn't thought about yep. the postpaid people. So um, the, the the Crazy John's say that if you've got a postpaid plan, it won't be impacted by the closure of the prepaid service. But I think obviously what you've probably got there is someone who is just trying to trying to merge people away but i think that that vodafone would be disappointed to hear the way that hand that call was handled um yeah. especially for someone who um you know at 70 as you say not not stupid but you know you don't want to scare people into into worrying about their number and stuff so uh, if you don't mind what i think we should do if, if it's okay with you i'll get off the air i'll get your dad's details and and i'll have vodafone specifically talk to him about what is what has happened no no not a salesperson but someone that can just talk him through what has happened what are his options and what he can do or needs to do because there may be nothing he needs to do he he may need to do nothing other than keep paying his monthly bill every month for for eternity or there may yep. be a point in time in the next 12 months that he does need to go into a Vodafone store and get a different SIM card, keep his number and pay a different amount per month, more or less, I don't know. So I think what your father needs is peace of mind. And, and I think that Bill Morrow and the team at Vodafone would be disturbed to hear that someone was you know, put off by the whole thing. So if you don't mind, I reckon yeah. that's the way to go, mate. Okay, yeah, yeah that'd be fine. Because, you know, look, the guy said he's with... Crazy John's, and he said, I'm just winding up the company. You know, this is what he says to my dad and says, you know, look, I want to get you on this new plan. And mm. it's like, you know, hang on. You know, it, it just sounded a really... Well, the it, first thing like I want to know is... trying to get some I'll, sales, like get rid of his old phones or something. Yeah, yeah. I want to know if it's legit first, because that sounds a bit dodgy to me, but, you know, it's obviously sheer luck that he's got a Crazy John's customer if it's a scam. So... It's probably just really bad wording from a really desperate salesman to meet his quota for the year, and um, yep. and uh, we'll get your dad help and, and sort him out, all right? Yeah, the other thing I just want to have a quick chat about. Sure. Um, um, 
probably you know one of the dinosaurs. I guess I don't have a tablet. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, it's, it's <laughs> funny. Like everyone, you does. think about that, you know. And there's people. I mean, I've got multiple, but I'm just lucky, yeah. And, and that's the gig I'm yeah. in. But there are you know genuine people who buy multiple tablets for multiple reasons. But there's still a huge percentage of the population that haven't seen one, let alone got one. I, I do a thing with Telstra, yeah. a little training course for. For, for experienced Australians or seniors and uh, the number of people that have never seen or touched one is still mind-blowing to me and I love seeing their face when they do. So what, you haven't got one now. What's, what's your question? Oh, look, oh, don't worry. I've seen them. I've touched them. I want one. It's, it's <laughs> purely the, the, the financial aspect is sort of holding us back. Mm. You know, look, there's two things. I'm thinking about possibly getting an iPad for primarily for my wife. Yep. Um, and I, I guess the other thing is, see, our kids use our iPhones all the time for, right. like, ABC iView, you know, like, ABC Kids, all yeah. their shows and all yep. that stuff. Same here, and we're mate. a bit worried that they're just staring at this small screen all the time, like, you know, four-year-old kid, and, you know, yep. he, he can use the bloody phone like anything, I tell yep. you. Yep. So um, you're thinking, you're thinking so guess, is it better to have them looking at a bigger screen as well? Yeah, well, I actually got Apple TV a few weeks ago. Oh, so yeah, thought, perfect. Well, that, 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 that's, one, that's one thing that you can do, but, of course, that's only if you're at home. Yep. Um, so the other thing I was thinking about, sort of two-part, like, okay, if we get an iPad, how sturdy are they for, like, kids handling them? Not at all. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, really simple. And, and, we, we've had multiple, but here's the funny thing. All of the chips and cracks and breaks on ours, apart from maybe one, are actually me and my mm. wife. But ever yep, since yep. we bought a proper kids case, um, yep. I don't have them with me, but I'm pretty sure one's called the, the cozy case or the comfy case. But I'm talking not some lovely leatherette thing. I'm talking a big, yep. ugly, but you know, bright and colourful, but not something you would take to work, a big, yep. soft case. And, mate, I was at TUE the other day, and someone was going, what's that? Because my son was there, and I picked it up, and I threw it across the room. Because yep. they're made to absorb the shock and all. I've done some writing about. I'll find a link and I'll put it put it up for you again because I've reviewed them. But you know, you're talking another fifty or sixty dollar investment, but absolutely worth it because the kids can drop it and you just don't have to worry. The worst thing that yep. could happen is that it's lying on the floor and they drop something big and heavy on the screen. Then that's really the worst thing that can happen. And frankly, it doesn't matter what you do to it. That's going to happen. If if it was going to happen, it's going to happen. So yeah. I, I think, man. I, I'm a firm believer that it's a fantastic device for that reason, um, used in moderation and, and with rules around it and all those different things. But, you know, um, y- the problem you've got is if your wife's using it, getting yeah. it in and out of these kids' cases is a pain in the bum. They, yeah. Ours, yeah. ours, we've got, and I, again, I sound really like some sort of crazy loon and rich lucky person, but I'm just lucky. Um, and we've got two that are in kids' cases. They never take, we never take them out of the kids' cases. If my wife wants yep. to use the iPad, we keep them in the kids' case. It's not the end of the world to use it on a kids' case on the lounge, but you're not going to take it to work or the park you know, for your own purposes in that case. So just be wary that when you take it out of the case, don't give it to the kids until it's back in the case. Yeah, well, I guess the other thing I was thinking about is you can get a lot of these, you know, no name brands like there's the Aldi one this yep. week and they have ones, you know, for maybe eighty to one hundred and twenty bucks that are like um, Android. Like I've never had anything to yep. do with Android. You know, I've got iPhones and that, but you know, I'm just wondering if that might be a, a possibly a better situation. Have mate, they, they here's the thing: they'll break just as easily, and you'll feel like it's not easier. a it's you'll feel like it's not a big deal because it only cost you hundred bucks. But once you've replaced it three times, you're, you're you've 
covered the cost of and, an iPad. And, and yeah, and that's the other thing. And they probably because they're plastic and that they're probably going to break easier. Well, you never know. Look, they might they might yeah. be harder to break. But here's the thing. Um, ABC iView isn't available for Android yet for a start, but it's it will be, it will okay. be very yep, soon. That was another question. It yeah. will be very soon. But you've got iPhones, right? So every time you yep. buy an app, you can use it on any of your iPhones. I'm assuming you use the same iTunes account on all the all your yep. iPhones. Yep. So you do yep. the same thing with an iPad, mate. My wife bought my my wife bought a game or a, an app called Dice the other day, and it just appeared yep. on my phone because when we buy apps, it goes across every phone. And it turned out yep. my son needed to do a school school experiment with dice. We didn't have any. She so used an app. Um, we we don't have to buy the buy the games three times. One on Android, one on iPad. We just buy it once, and the game, the whatever it is, is available on all the devices. And it's, you know, I, that's the one reason why Apple is great because you've got that ecosystem. But that is also the bad thing because then you can't have multiple devices that are that are different ecosystems. But I, I would highly yep, recommend yep. an iPad, mate, if you can afford it. And and you can get a good kids case. I think they're called clumsy case. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. You'll never look back. Cool. All right. Well, um, um, yeah, we'll have a think about that. I think uh, if All you right. if you Google EFTM clumsy case, I'm pretty sure I've written an article about it. Yes, a case yep. for the yep. iPad owner. There's a video there in, embedded in it. I'll take. Yeah, that's it. Clumsy case. Pretty cool thing. We've still got it now. I wrote the article November 2012. We've had it for over a year. It's got a couple of kind of, you know, marks on it. But apart from that, it's a great case. Highly recommended, mate. Cool. All right. Well, um, yeah, thanks a lot for your help, mate. Good on you, mate. Have a good one. Have a Merry Christmas. You too. All right, you too. Yeah. Crazy dance beats coming on. Um, I don't know. Maybe I need to get... I don't know. Do you prefer I stick with the old ones or just get all new? I don't know. Don't know about those sounds. I'll have a think about it. We'll get our man from uh, Food, Wine, Dine working on some new sounds for the show. Anyway, it's all thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technologies. And something I um, I love about the Garmin range is there's a model here for everyone at every price point. Have a look on their website. Go to garmin.com.au and look for the Nuvi 42. Nuvi 42. It's $99 RRP. 4.3-inch display. Maps of Australia, New Zealand, and lifetime map updates. So that's included in the box. So for the life of the product, you plug it into your computer. If there's a map available, it's yours. It's got the lane, so split screen lane assist with junction view. So you can actually see which lane to be in and with an arrow, and it, and it kind of gives you a visual representation of the junction, and you can you know where to go. Displays the speed limit, the current speed, your accurate arrival time, easy to find addresses and thousands of points of interest and of course spoken turn by turn directions i've got to tell you i reckon this is a sleeper product 99 bucks it's it's the perfect sat nav for the average user there's fun, amazing features in the, in the higher end products but this is brilliant 4.3 inch, inch display spoken turn by turn direction and um lifetime maps 99 dollars. check it out find it in store the nuvi 42 or you can have a have a look at it online first and foremost at garmin.com.au. Thank you for listening. Your Tech Life, yourtechlife.com or eftm.com.au to get in touch, say good day. Anything about technology, any questions, problems, comments, whatever it might be, eftm.com.au. G'day, Rob. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Well, it's probably might be a unique question, but my wife has mentioned to me a few times that when she's on Facebook, she might think of something, and next thing it appears on her Facebook wall. Wait, she thinks and of something. She thinks of something and it appears on Facebook. 
That's correct. As you should, as that well, sounds, hang on a minute. We need to get you a TV show. <laughs> well, not me. I'm a, I, don't see the, I don't seem to have the problem. <laughs> but well, the obvious answer to me is that when she Googles something, it would then by, naturally appear on her Facebook wall because of the, the, um, the automatic thing. I don't know what you call it, but mm. it naturally would appear on your Facebook wall because that's what it's targeting. But so, she assures me that she has not Googled these things, and next minute it appears on her Facebook wall. So she, are you seriously telling me she, she all she does is think about stuff. She hasn't visited websites related to that stuff, not Googled, but gone to. Correct. So let's let's say let's say she's thinking of a new car. Um, she yes. hasn't Googled buy a new car, but she's gone to Holden. She's gone to Ford. Is that kind of thing happening? Well, the perfect example is we're doing our Christmas shopping the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, I asked her what she would like for Christmas. And she's thought about it and she thought sunglasses. Mm-hmm. So we went in the sunglass hut and we, we looked at sunglasses. And later on when we're back in the car, she's checking her Facebook. And on her Facebook wall, would you believe, is sunglass hut. <laughs> that, I mean, I, I can't account for that. That's stunning. <laughs> if she hasn't been to our website or interacted with anything on the internet that suggests sunglasses, then it is pure coincidence. Because at this day, today, and I'm not saying yes. this won't happen in the future, it's not like it knows where you are. So in theory, uh, you know, if you, uh, you know, check in on, on Facebook at a place or whatever, all those things will play into account. And, and that could help Facebook yes. target advertising. But really, all they know is your age, you, you know, your sex, your, your, your family status, and it's, that it's Christmas time and potentially, you know, they're, they're, they're trying their luck. I mean, that, that example sounds to me like pure luck. But the well, interesting one... Well, I've got a, I have another example of pure luck for you. Yeah. She was given a, a gift voucher as a gift for, for Christmas from a local business in the town that I live at. It's not, a, it's, not a very, it's not a big business, it's a very small business. And the day she got the gift voucher, that, that business appears as a suggested page on her Facebook wall. <laughs> so I, I mean... It may be uncanny, but... I can see how your wife might be freaking out right now because that is that is pretty severe luck because there's nothing more to it. I mean, how there's no way a computer at Facebook with if it was specifically monitoring every communication in her life would still know that she got a gift card inside an envelope, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, but here, I mean, so there's two two clear things I, I want to talk about here in response to these revelations that your wife yes. is just unbelievably. Uh, clairvoyant or some sort of connection to Facebook via the mind. But and so the first one is uh, there's a part of me that says it's actually, it's not luck. Uh, it's not coincidence. Yep. It's just recognition. So have you ever had that thing where you're at a dinner party or you're whatever, and you're talking about something and someone mentions a particular topic or a particular shop or whatever. And you know what, for the next week, you just seem to hear that word or see that shop. It just happens yes. because it becomes front of mind. So yep. we're all pretty much accustomed now to just not looking at Facebook ads, right? But yep. I, you know, sometimes they stand out to you and it's because they're familiar. So there's a brand familiarity or something like that. So yep. completely non-technical answer for you. That's one of the answers for me is is that. Um, that it, so, that you know, so you notice it more because you're thinking you know, about it. Exactly. She's probably been getting sunglass ads for the last two years, but because you yeah. went into a sunglass store, it now goes, oh, hang on a minute. And, you, and so you, you're you making that connection which you know makes you notice the ad more. Uh, 
So that, that that's the pure coincidence style, you know, raising attention model of pure advertising. I mean, that's the, the way it works. That's why companies do brand advertising. The yeah. other one is, and, and this is in your in your case, you know, you're saying it's not the not how it happened, but just to be clear, and and you you've mentioned this already, but for everyone else listening, you know, when you Google something, you're right. Uh, Google knows you Googled it, and when you from that same computer, let alone if if you're logged into Google, if you go to a website that is displaying ads from Google, then mm-hmm. Google will give you ads that are relevant to your searches. So I remember searching for remote control cars for about a, a day thinking how awesome, going to buy one, and then going, nah, don't be stupid, Trevor, you're, you're, you're an old father now, stop it. And then for the next week, I bloody got remote control car ads on every website because all those yep. websites' ads were served. And the way that works with Facebook is that Facebook, and I don't want to freak people out here, but Facebook does know where you're going. So yes. have, you, have you ever noticed, and it's on EFTM, if you go to EFTM, on the bottom of the, every article, there's a comments box. So you can log a comment using Facebook, etc. Well, when you visit that website and it comes up saying, you know, it knows it's Rob or it's Trevor, um, it, it makes a kind of tick in a box that says, you know, Trevor has visited EFTM, therefore he's into kind of men's stuff. Or Trevor visited Sunglass Hut because they've got a Facebook like button on their page and it knows yep. who you are. That is how it learns to serve you ads that are even more relevant than before. But yes, in this, yeah, that, in, that all makes sense to me. In, yes. in this case, you're saying that's not that's not how it happened, and I'm fine with that. I'm I'm going to go with the earlier uh, idea of it being kind of a more of a recognition thing. But to be clear to people listening, going, well, hang on, that's happened to me. It's probably because you've been to websites that are either directly or indirectly relevant to that same advertiser. So. And, and you know, I don't worry about it. I mean, there's all this drama about spying and all that kind of monitoring and stuff. I don't want to break it to you, but when you drive around the city, there's cameras everywhere, you know, that can see yeah. you. Um, they're not following you, nor is anyone following, you know, your traffic on the internet. But, you know, Facebook is familiar with where you go, just like the RTA or the RMS is familiar with how often I cross the Harbour Bridge. Whether, they, right. whether they use that information to help me or uh, hinder me or something... Is, is another question. And whether Facebook is serving you relevant ads or ir- irrelevant ads is really their problem because the more relevant they are, the more likely I am to click, the more likely they are to make money. So, you know, that's why it's all getting towards this relevance. So, mate, very well, interesting stuff. I, I love the idea. I, I just, it's amazing what, what your wife has gone through. But I reckon it's about yeah, front of mind recognition. Exactly right. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I'll, I'll let her know. All right, buddy. Good on you, mate. Have a Merry Thanks Christmas. Merry Christmas. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Yourtechlife.com or 1-800-157-157. Anything about technology, questions, comments, doesn't matter what it is, yourtechlife.com. Now, um, Facebook last week, I, I mentioned briefly uh, some of the big numbers coming out of Facebook in Australia and trying to put a context around you know, how big this thing really is. And it's not just some uh, fly-by night organization that uh, you can ignore because there's a lot of people in Australia using Facebook. And uh, our good friend Mia Garlic from Facebook is on the line. G'day, Mia. Hi, how are you going? Yeah, really good. I was stunned. Um, not, not. I was not stunned that there are 12 million Australians on Facebook. I kind of knew that because I've watched the number grow because it is actually a, a relatively public number. If you if you look into the ad back end, you can kind of see how many people broadly are on Facebook every month. But the number that was new to me last week when I was uh, visiting Facebook HQ in Sydney was the daily number and the mobile number it's quite amazing really how many people every single day are using facebook in australia 
Yeah, so there's 9 million of that 12 million. So the 12 million is the number of people who actively use Facebook each month, but it's 9 million who actively use it each day. Um, and then we also see that with the mobile um, usage, I mean, the trend to mobile is massive, and um, mobile lets people check in throughout the day so they can sort of check their news feed, they can literally check in on Facebook mm. and connect and share stories. So um, mobile, I think, is facilitating increased daily engagement and the mobile thing also helps um you know quantify why we we see such a huge diverse place of use i mean some of the stats i saw last week were you know and this is through a a tns survey of about a a thousand people or more but you know people are using it at cafes they're using it while they're queuing they're using it at school they're using it while shopping i mean 13 percent of people use it while shopping or have used it while shopping it's it really is the mobile platform that has just stunt just amazing growth uh for everyone and, and, and in particular facebook yeah, and I think also the the data that um, you saw last week also showed that um, you know now people have a range of different um, devices to access um, you know an online platform like Facebook on. So people are accessing it from the desktop, the tablet, and the phone. And I think that's why you're seeing people accessing it in lots of different places because we use those devices in a number of different places. It's nine point eight million mobile users every month, 9 million every day. It's just an amazing number to think about with the traffic that's going through the internet and what people are talking about. And that's the other cool thing. We get to this time of year, um, you know, close to Christmas and all the big tech companies start talking about what was the big thing uh, in 2013. And, and globally, I think the global numbers are actually quite interesting before we talk about um, Australia. But globally, Pope Francis uh, took the bill as the most talked about topic. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, the Pope obviously um, was a big public figure this year with um, all the developments around him um, taking his office and um, I think he made a number of trips and made some quite high-profile statements and yeah. so we're seeing that in terms of him being the most talked about. Interestingly, though, he didn't make the Australian top ten. No, <laughs> which is but because the other trend, uh, there's two, two trends in the global one that, that are interesting right at the top and one of them is election. That was number two globally and, and that's not just Australia because there are elections all around the world, but election was the number one topic in Australia. So number two globally and number one in Australia, and then corresponding uh, to to the same thing or the same stat is number three globally was the royal baby, baby, and number two in Australia was Princess Kate. Yeah, so in Australia for 2013, the, sort of the three key um, topics, I think, were um, the federal election, sport, and the royal family, mm. particularly the royal baby and Princess Kate, the mum. We, we, we love our sport. We already knew that. But the election, geez, didn't the election dominate? So in the top 10, you've got vote, you've got election, you've got Kevin Rudd, and you've got Tony Abbott, and you've got GST, which is an election-related topic. So, you know, literally 50% of, of our most talked-about topics related directly to one 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 event during the year, which was the election. And it kind of shows, I've got to be honest, I was really surprised. I remember doing some some training, some social media training for people and talking about how you should never expect that during election people will actually actively talk too much about it because people are normally quite reluctant to to kind of show their their colors in a sense you know you know say which way they're going to vote but i found it quite interesting during the election that people were willing to you know put put a, a flag in the ground or whatever you want to say and actually share conversations share news articles uh, about the election and that has really shown in these in these topics for australia hasn't it it has, and um, you know some of the Aussies on Facebook data that um, you know you you were talking about last week. 
that showed that about, around about 30% of Australians connect to a um, politician's page, which I think mm. is not a result that most people would expect. No. And certainly during the election campaign, um, you know, we, we measured over 12 million election-related mentions during the election campaign. And there was, as you say, you know, people sharing news articles, people talking about our political leaders, but on election day itself, there were about one million posts on Facebook that were just talking about sausage sizzles, voting yeah. and the ballot box. So people, you know, are talking about a whole range of issues that are connected to the democratic process. I'm very disappointed. Sausage sizzle didn't make the top ten, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> we'll do better next time, Trevor. Yeah. yeah, well, we, we next to, what is it, three years away, we've got three years to, to better ourselves on the sausage sizzle front. Check-ins, you mentioned check-ins earlier, and this is for people that aren't on Facebook, so let's assume that's maybe 30% of the people listening. Um, the check-ins are when you're at a, at a venue and you say, I'm here. So I nerdily, while I was at the Facebook HQ, checked into Facebook HQ, as you do. Um, globally, uh, Disneyland was number one. Disneyland California Adventure, number five. Uh, the Epcot at, at Walt Disney World, uh, number eight. The, I saw a theme there with, the, with the, um, the, the theme parks. And in Australia, Dreamworld popped in at number seven. I, I was quite amazed by that. Dreamworld right up there in the top ten for, for check-ins in Australia. Yeah, I mean, I think it's obviously a destination place that people go to and, you know, check-ins are a great way of letting your friends and family know that you're at a particular place that you're really excited about and you're having a great experience about. So you can see how when people are at Dreamworld, um, they're keen to share that with their family and friends. What about the MCG, the most checked-in <laughs> place in Australia, but also the 18th most checked-in place globally? That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, we love our sport. Um, and obviously they have a diversity of, um, of you know, great uh, events at the, at the ground and so that keeps them, you know, very prominent. It's the second year in a row that they've been the most checked-in place in Australia. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, Entertainment Big Brother made the, made the cut. Um, there'd be plenty of TV shows or, or, or media companies that would be quite disappointed they weren't in, in, the, in the race there and that Big Brother took the title. That's maybe one, another one that'll be a, a battle for the ages as we go year on year as, as media companies try and adopt social media in, in this way. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at Big Brother and, and shows like The Voice, they obviously generate a lot of conversations because everybody's talking about who they want to, you know, stay in or stay out and things like that. So they really do create that kind of social buzz. Um, and also Breaking Bad, you know, was um, fourth most talked about in the entertainment category. And obviously with the finale, it was, uh, it you know, sparked a, a large amount of conversations around the finale. So that's probably what you're seeing there. Awesome stuff. I love looking at the at the year in review, and um, and it, I I think the thing I think uh, I mean we get it from say Google, which is which is big, and and they have a lot of data about what we're searching for, and I think this data sits very much alongside that. And I said this today to to someone on the radio. You can't you can't look at this as just some you know little survey of of five hundred people as to what was the most important event of the year. This is tapping into the conversations um, and the thoughts, really, as, as weird as that sounds, of 12 million active Australians. And, and, and it's real data. It's real conversational uh, data, which not only you know, can, can show us trends, but it's also a really interesting way to look back on a year and, and understand what was the most important things to Australians. Yeah, I think it is a great indicator of the, um, you know, the things that mattered and um, the things that we really focused our attention of. And as we get to the end of the year, um, it's great to just have a, a little moment of reflection and remember what those big moments were. 
Well, Mia, thank you very much for all your help and uh, and Merry Christmas to you and to everyone at Facebook. I was, I was glad at Facebook, even though you weren't there last week, I was glad to see there were more than just you at Facebook because last time I was there it was a big <laughs> office and just you. Um, so there are more than just you working at Facebook in Australia, which is we're good doing, We're doing our best to impress you. <laughs> good on you, Mia. Have a great Christmas and I hope you get a good break. You too. Thanks very much. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you very much for listening. You're listening to Your Tech Life, and uh, you can get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au, or you can call 1-800-157-157. You've got a question or a problem or anything about technology, that's what I'm here for, 1-800-157-157. Now, one of the, um, one of the, the, the misconceptions, I think, there, that exists in, in society is, is around social media. And it's interesting because we're talking about Facebook this week and the, the statistics that have come out from Facebook about the number of people on Facebook. And then... When you challenge the uh, the age perception that perhaps it's all young people, you might be a bit surprised. And uh, um, something random that, that came across my desk that I thought was very relevant uh, was from Princess Cruises. And uh, Meg Coffles on the line from Princess Cruises. How are you doing? Good, Trevor. Now, this is interesting. What you did was set out to find out how people who are obviously on cruises, but certainly travellers, uh, are communicating with their loved ones back at home. And I guess, you know, broadly... There's no surprise that it's changed over the years, but were you surprised to find that uh, social media played a part in that? Yeah, we were, Trevor, because, um, you know, each year we we do a survey and we're we're looking to see what those, you know, emerging travel trends are. Mm. And and we're curious to see how over-50s are embracing uh, social media when they go on holidays. And we were surprised to see that of of the 1,000 people that we... we, um, that we interviewed, only 28% said that they still sent postcards. Yeah. And uh, that's an interesting trend, I guess, because when you think about it, the, the postcard is, is one of the oldest traditions in travel. Mm, absolutely. And you know, it, it was a go-to way to say, wish you were here. And, and now that's becoming a thing of the past. And, the, the, uh, the, and in their place... The postcard being replaced place. by the selfie. That, that, that's right. That's right. The, 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 the selfie has, has emerged as, as, as the, the key way to, um, to to show what, what where you are on holidays, and, and I think our fifties are embracing that to, to boost their, their grandkid cred. Um, grandkid cred. <laughs> that's, a, that's just my theory. Well, it's funny because you mentioned postcards were, were the go-to way. I mean, it, it's a while ago now, probably. Oh my goodness, uh, 17, 18 years. But I remember going around the world with a mate. Uh, we were young, just out of school and everything. And I actually found the little, this is how anal I am, I've kept everything. I've got a little booklet that I had with me, which you know had things like our budget and things in there. But in the back, it had a list of people and a tally next to them to see how many postcards I'd sent to make sure that I'd you know distributed the, the love evenly. Um, and and it's, it's true, I can't imagine. I mean, I can imagine sending one or two now just for that whole you know old school charm. But... There's no way I'd bother with the majority of the family because I know that they're going to keep in touch via Facebook. I mean, that's how we do it now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I have the same memories, Trevor. You know, I remember traveling, you know, around Europe and then trying to find the perfect postcard to send to family and friends and, and then hope that, they, that the postcard would arrive before I arrived home. But um, I, I think I think what we're seeing with seniors in particular is is they they're embracing the newer technology, um, you know, such as smartphones and iPads and laptops to to share those immediate travel experiences, you know, to, to prevent the the delay of, of the postcard arriving mm. home and 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 I guess they're looking to show off their travel experiences, yeah, instantly without the trouble of 
writing, you know, addressing, stamping and sending a postcard while they're on holidays. And, and, and they're and also looking for that 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 that, that quick um, engagement, you mm. know, with family and friends. Yeah. Or, you know, he, he, here we are in Acapulco and then seeing that, that immediate response or, yes, I like your photo on Facebook. Mm, and, and it's not just, this is the interesting thing for me, um, the, the stuff that you reveal through a quick chat with a thousand people, which probably takes you forever, but you know, it's not just about <laughs> Facebook. I mean, one third say they took photos with their smartphones. I mean, seriously, five years ago, it would have been unbelievably more than that and less than that. And to see that smartphones, I mean, a lot of people I'd be interested to know, and maybe next year you can ask how many people are still taking a camera. Yeah, well, this is interesting because you know, we, we asked. How many travellers took took a digital camera with them away? Well, actually, how many of them actually own a digital camera? Mm. And eighty percent of seniors said that they they own a digital camera. But what we're finding is um, less are taking that away because they're looking for one integrated device uh, to take with them on holidays to capture all those moments. So I guess it's not surprising that some of them um, own a smartphone and and use it on holidays. And I guess it simplifies the, the packing process you've got you've got less charges adapters um oh, yeah. and other other you know cords to to keep to keep all, all your you know uh, mobile devices running um but, but it is interesting and i, I guess perhaps they're, they're more tech savvy than we give them credit for because yeah. they you know you know they're either you know working still or they're working part-time or they're retired and they've got the time to really learn um, you know, or, 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 get, or just embrace social media and, and, and use it. It's um, the, the other question I have without notice is I've not cruised, so don't, don't, um, don't hate me, but I've had a lot of questions <laughs> over the years about people you know, cruising and thinking about communication and stuff. What is the, um, the communication and the technology on board a, a modern cruise ship in terms of you know, perhaps taking a cruise from Sydney to the kind of Pacific Islands? Is it wait till you get to your destination and, and get in touch then? Or are there methods of getting in touch? You, know, you found that people are using Skype to communicate. How, how do they do that? Is it when you're at port? Yeah, well, we actually have some Wi-Fi hotspots located um, in key places around the ship. And you can also um, obtain, you know, uh, Wi-Fi packages, you know, whilst you're on the ship. And what what we find is there's so much to do on board. A lot of people have have such a great time meeting new people or participating in activities. They, you know, they'll they'll use, you know, their their mobile devices some of the time and enjoy the ship the rest of the time. Mm. Um, We also have internet cafes on board and, you know, we our pastors. You know, we'll we'll, we'll visit those, yeah. we'll visit those, and and keep up to date with family friends via email or or, or whatever uh, is easier yeah. uh, to update them on, on where they are. You know, cruising through the Tasman. Mm. Um, but but also the the beauty of, of of traveling with mobile devices is once you get to your your ports as well um, along along your your cruise, you can certainly keep in touch with with those family friends. You know, wherever you are. Um, but it's it's it is interesting to see uh, how people are keeping in touch when when they're on on a cruise ship. I mean, obviously we're relying on 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 satellite systems, so it is a little bit slower, but it's still possible and and yeah. still accessible to to keep in contact on on a ship. The last one from your survey, but also very interesting, especially when you mentioned you know packing light. Um, interesting that you know twelve percent of people say they travel with an e-reader, so no need to pack two or three books. Bingo! Uh, one e-reader is your whole library, perhaps. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, I I personally still love turning a page, you know, in a book. Mm. I mean, that that's I like to feel the paper in my in my fingers. But you know, it just see it just it's clear to see that over fifties are embracing that 
that ease and convenience yeah. of of you know new technology, uh, whether it be you know downloading all their books you know onto an e-reader or or or, or their their mobile phone device. You know, my aunt reads all her books on on her iPhone. I mean, I don't know how she does it, but she does it. You know, yeah. uh, but it, it it's 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 amazing, isn't it, how much technology has changed our lives. Um, and that's, I guess that's why it was so interesting just to see the findings from, from this from this survey. Mm. And, and you're right, it isn't just restricted to, to young, the younger generation who embrace social media. It's clear from this survey that, that over 50s are far more tech-savvy than, than what they're given credit for. Absolutely. Well, that's very interesting stuff, Meg. Um, thanks for sharing it with us, and uh, I look forward to hearing how next year it's gone up even more. <laughs> Terrific. Thanks for having me, Trevor. Ooh, blimey, Charlie, I am getting used to those, as are you, I'm sure. Um, I want to tell you quickly about uh, the Logitech case I've been talking about on the radio this week. It's very, very cool. So Logitech, you know, make a lot of great products, audio, uh, computer accessories, keyboards, mice, gaming accessories, lots of stuff. And um, they've just launched this uh, range called the Case Plus. Now, it's currently for iPhone, but there is a little attachment you can get to put in, in an existing case for any other phone as well. But I've got it on my iPhone 5. It's a pretty standard-looking case from the outside. You know, it's not big. It's not bulky. It's actually really comfortable to hold. Makes your device about the thickness of an iPhone 4, to be honest, if, if you look at it side-on. But the, the key feature here is the back of the, the iPhone cover is actually metallic. Now, it's look, it looks like it's a style. It looks like it's there for, for, for visual pleasing, not for function. It says Case Plus on it. But the thing is, you, you buy it either in a package or, or as a single um, item, but there's a whole range of accessories here in the Case Plus range. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got it as the Case Plus Drive. So I get the, the case for my iPhone. So I pay $70, let's say. I get the case for the iPhone, plus I get a little suction cup mount for your car. You, you push it onto the screen. You flip open a little lid. You twist it on, and it suction, suction caps itself um, onto the windscreen. And then that little lid you flipped out, it's quite solid, sturdy lid. It's magnetic. You, you put your phone on, it sticks there. And not some light magnet. This thing will take four-wheel drive bumps and bouncing around. You can twist the phone into portrait or landscape mode. And when, you, when you're getting out of the car, boom, just pick it up. It's easy. There's no second thing to touch. You don't have to use two hands. You reach forward, your phone's stuck to the windscreen. I reckon it's brilliant and possibly the best mobile phone cradle on the market. And a really, it's a re-engineering of, of a very simple solution that's been around for a while, cradles for your mobile phone. There's other accessories. There's the tilt, which is a little kind of flap for the back that covers the back, but then it folds up and you can wrap your headphones in it and you can use it as a stand for your phone. I've never thought stands were useful on phones. I don't know. It must Maybe I just don't watch enough content on my phone. Um, but the other one is the Energy Plus, and this is a, a, a whole, it covers the whole back of your phone. And that, again, it magnetically attaches to your phone but it also goes into the lightning dock and gives you extra battery. Brilliant. I reckon it's a cracker. Check it out at eftm.com.au. The Case Plus from Logitech. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Your Tech Life is the name of the show. 1-800-157-157 or eftm.com.au. If you want to get in touch, questions, problems, or just you want to chat about anything technology, just get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Let's go back to the phones. Go, Patrick. Hi, g'day. How's it going? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Um, I want to just tell you about an iPhone app that I've created, mm. um, and it's called Sunstar GIS. So, hang on. Say it slowly. And, um, Sun... Sunstar. 
mm-hmm. S-U-N, new word, S-T-A-R, yep. G-I-S. And G-I-S stands for Geographic Information Systems. Right, yes. $51.99. Um, it it's a 50. Yeah, that's correct. Rightio, yep. What does it do? What? Why would I pay? For, that's probably um, one of the one of the most expensive apps I've seen. So what does it do for me? Well, um, if you have people working for you and they're out in the field and they take photos of things, mm. um, they can actually edit information into the photo with text mm-hmm. and they email it to you and you can run it through the app and it will show you where they are, the direction they're facing and the amount of zoom they had on the, um, the camera itself or on the iPhone itself. Um, it's, they have the capability to store the image up in the cloud mm-hmm. It links back to the data you have. So when you open up Google Earth or one of the GIS mapping programs, mm-hmm. you can click on the actual um, little triangle that it creates to show the angle of view it had, mm-hmm. and that'll bring up the image as well. You created this yourself? Yeah, that's right. You, did you have a developer involved, or you literally do the programming yourself, mate? Um, uh, no. Um, what um, developing, what programming I couldn't do, I hired a guy um, called Eric Worrell. He's from a place called Desirable Apps, oh. and um, he was great. But um, yeah. Um, so, so who who's the primary? Become... What what made you come up with an app like that? I mean, I've had a lot of people say to me, "Got an app idea? What, what do I do about it?" What what's, what was the the germ of the idea? What what was the seed that planted that got you uh, building an app like that? Well, I'm a special analyst, and um, I do work for an ecologist, mm-hmm. and he was out in the field taking photos on an iPad a few months ago, and he. Um, sent me a whole heap of images and said, look, can you work out where these go and the angle of view and the direction they're facing? Um, Well, he needed that to be able to show people, you know, the the relationship of each photo relative to a site. He's trying to save some uh, fairly rare owls and nesting sites for them. So um, I decided, well, look, you know, it took me forever to do this. There's got to be a lot of other people who could benefit from this. Yeah, right. So... um, yeah, it's it's a matter of um, getting what I had to do and making an app so that people can do this in a few seconds instead of taking them ten or twelve hours. So if I download the app, it then looks at my um, my my photo gallery, or do I just add each photo one by one into the app and then it it finds them and does the location? Because because all the information is stored in the metadata of the photo, and you're just reading it. But that's right. So it, it just reads anything you want. So you can um, if somebody emails your photo hmm. from another iPhone. You can add that to your library, and it will read that the same as it will read all the other images in your library as well. What if they have? You can. What uh, if they have location services turned off? Obviously, it won't work on that regard. No, that's 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 correct. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, it does need location services. But uh, the beauty of it is that um, people can use it out in the field mm. without having three three G or four G access. Yeah, just take photos. And then when yeah, they come right. back. Yeah, that's right, and the, the app will do the rest for them when they come back. Unbelievable. Well, how long ago did you put it in the App Store? Uh, two weeks ago, or maybe, no, we just updated the last version. We're waiting for the final version to be approved by Apple at the moment. But, yeah, um, a few people have bought it already, so it's good, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, it's not the sort of thing you're going to get hundreds of downloads a day, but you know, have, you've, you've obviously had people download it already, yeah? Yeah, we have. Um, the thing is, um, there's a few million people in the world who actually do GIS. Yeah, right. And of that, maybe only 10% of them might want to use it. Yeah. That's still That's a couple still a hundred lot of thousand. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so remind me, what does GIS stand for? G- G-O? 
geographic geographic yep. information systems. Right. So that's why the keyword is perfect for you on the iTunes store. Yeah, that's right. It is. And, um, you know, look, um, I created it and, and it did cost a lot to create, mm. but I created it because I figured that it's going to benefit a lot of other people. Was the cost mainly and in people, your time in terms of creating that? Was the cost predominantly in your time plus a little bit for the for the contractor you got in to, to, to do the work? Um, the majority of it's to cover the contractor cost. Yeah, right. Um, it's fairly involved in, like, it, it lets people um, upload photos to Flickr. Right. And um, it, you can actually, when you open up the app, instead of selecting by image, you can go to a map and select photos in a particular area. Mm. So if you went to Italy, uh, if it had a holiday and you took all these photos, you could then go to the app, go to some part of Italy where you took lots of photos and just select them all once, and it would do the run the, um, the analysis on each of the images and create a map and some polygons for it. Unbelievable. For just those photos you selected. I love the idea. I just think it's amazing that someone can have an idea, create an app, and, and it goes from there. And obviously, it's not going to be an overnight, you know, um, you know, number one app. But uh, once you find your niche and you get talking to those uh, the people into GIS and using GIS, and uh, the word gets out, it's it's probably a very easy fifty dollar, you know, part of a, any business, isn't it? It's not really a, a personal expense. It's a business expense for those people inv- that that are in that game. Yeah, that's correct. It is a business expense, and the mm. thing is, um, you'll find that. Um the uh, other people who can use it are emergency services, like the fireman turns up wants to take a photo or wow, there's yeah. a bushfire on and somebody takes a photo and emails it to somebody. They know exactly where they were in the situation there. Or, or maybe it's somebody out at sea and they're photographing a, a sinking boat where you know exactly where it was and the direction and all that sort of thing. Or Look, I, I, or I, th- I think um, it's amazing. I, I'm going to put you, Patrick, I'm going to put you in touch with the New South Wales Rural Fire Service. I know a couple of people there and I think they would probably love to try it out and, and see how it might apply for that very application. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be pleased to get a couple of free codes for them to download it for free and try it. All right, good on you, mate. I love the idea. Congratulations and, uh, and good luck with it, mate. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. See, we know that one. We know that one. Thank you for listening. Uh, wherever you are, right across Australia or around the world, Gary. Um, I, I, if you're listening around the world, let me know. Say hello. Otherwise, I'll just keep saying hello to Gary. And, you know, there's a lot of listeners. I can't say hello to you all. But it is great to hear from you. Do send an email. Say good day. Um, ask a question. If you've got a question, a problem, anything about technology, I'm here to help. If I can't help you, I'll try and damn well find someone who can. I mean, you know, these companies deserve to be uh, helping people out as they should be. So if you're having a problem, um, like I earlier caller Brett, you know, I want to help him with that crazy John's call because I don't think people at Vodafone would be happy with that. So if I can't help you, I'll find someone who will. You can get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Call 1-800-157-157 or you can follow me on Twitter, uh, at Trevor Long, twitter.com forward slash Trevor Long. Say day, get in touch anytime. Your Tech Life, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, tech life, life with Trevor Long.